you're listening to or watching on YouTube, The Gailey Show. I'm JP Debregosian. We talk about queer culture and entertainment in Minnesota and beyond here on this podcast. Coming up this Sunday, February 25th, is the Queer Rights Book Fair, organized by Twin Cities Pride and hosted by Urban Growler Brewing. From 12 to 5 p.m., you can meet local queer authors and connect with queer-friendly bookstores. I met with Kelsey Alto to talk all about it. Well, Kelsey Alto, welcome to The Gailey Show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So an event that's about queer books and bringing together bookstores and writers at the Urban Growler Brewing Company. I mean, how did you know what to get me for Valentine's Day? I know. I <laughs> am 9.50 called. I just, this event is so, I'm so looking forward to it. It's so special to have. So tell us, what is, what is the Queer Rights Book Fair? What can we expect when we show up? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kelsey Alto. I'm the director of programming for Twin Cities Pride. Um, so this is one of the programs that we're doing, which is our community belonging series. We had done the You Belong Fall Fest at Urban Growler back in October. Oh. And when we put out the call for the vendors for our queer makers market, we had a weirdly large amount of queer authors apply. And they ended up in our comment section being like, we should all be next to each other. Um, and Rena, who is our executive director's assistant, is actually a published children's author as well and talked about the barrier mm. for a lot of smaller authors to participate in events like this. Fees are generally really expensive. There's travel mm. involved. Mm -hmm. We're like, we should just do this. And we started reminiscing in the office about the Scholastic Book Fair and how as an adult, we don't have that experience. <laughs> and we're all big readers here. So it just kind of all blended into this beautiful opportunity. It's we, uh, The original thought was, well, it's going to be the end of February. It's going to be cold and dreary. We're going to be so sick of winter that we're going to want to like cozy up with a book and the weather is not participating on that end but it's fine <laughs> we can still have chocolate and cozy up with a book exactly that's I, I love that you mentioned the scholastic book fairs on a couple of levels one yes uh loved those as a kid and like last fall they actually got into a little bit of trouble um yeah. with schools right they were trying to like not have queer and bipoc books and then of course there was an uproar thankfully and they like reversed course over that but it was like mm -hmm. scholastic no um right. so can you give us a little bit of a preview of the authors yeah. who are going to be there or the bookstores yeah absolutely so the big bookstores that we'll have is cream and amber they're based in hopkins they're so amazing um and then tropes and trifles which if you haven't heard they're the new romance bookstore that opened this past fall um they're on a hiatus while they expand their footprint in their store location so this is their perfect pop-up opportunity before right. they reopen permanently yeah. Really excited to have them here. Uh, we also have Better Homes and Dykes. They are a zine. Love the play on the name. <laughs> um, and then we have local children's author and fashion designer Christopher Straub will be there. If you've heard of him. Um, and then we have, let's see, Dotson. So Dotson, the tagline for that book is my journey growing up as a trans uh as a trans son. Um, and it's written by a 15 year old and the mom applied and was like, my son wrote this book. It's on Amazon. I would love to have him there to table and talk. So just the wide range of like established published authors to self published to even a 15 year old is just such a cool range. Right. 
Absolutely. And then I was also reading that Urban Growler is going to have a booked theme menu. What is a booked menu? So we're doing a bookish themed menu for their food menu. They're a full service restaurant. Their food is so amazing. Um, And then all of their drinks as well. So we've been working really hard in the office to come up with book puns for all of their food and beverage items. (laughs) Best part of my job. (laughs) Um, what, What are your favorites right now? Oh my gosh, I would have to look them up. You'll have to come and see them oh, in person. Oh, surprise. Yes, we haven't finalized the list. I don't want to give it away. Okay, okay. Uh, so it is from uh, 12 to 5. Mm-hmm. Yep, noon right. to 5, February 25th, which is a Sunday. Excellent. And yeah. will this be like the first of a series, maybe? You know... I'm really hoping so. We had really good feedback. Everybody's really excited when we announced it. There was a lot of like momentum with it. So I'm really hoping this is something we can do yearly, if not more often. Um, we have like Queen of Swords Press coming. And then we have um, the Golden Crown Literary Society is a sapphic literary society that's actually hosting their uh, convention here this year. So I'm really hoping to, we've already connected with them, but really build momentum in that way too, and kind of develop this community of queer writers in a way where this can maybe grow into something bigger. There's not really space right now at Urban Growler to do like a panel, but I would love to grow that into something where we're able to do a panel. I think that'd be really valuable. Yeah. I didn't really realize their convention was going to be here this year. I mean, how fortuitous. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. It was supposed to be in Florida, and then they came to us and were like, that's no longer an option. Mm-mm. We get it. Minnesota's better anyways. Yeah. I know. I, how do you feel about that? I mean, working at Twin Cities Pride, we're like, obviously, you know, we're amazing in Minnesota and all the strides right yeah. that we've been making, and we want folks yeah. to come here and being a trans refuge state and all of that. And then it's like, how do we deal with states like Florida and Texas and Idaho. I know. And Missouri. I feel like, oh my God, Missouri. Missouri. It's it's twofold. One, to continue to be that golden light and that gold standard for what a mm-hmm. state can do and should do, but also opening up our state, obviously, to trans refugees. And I think we've seen such an influx with our rainbow wardrobe of people coming in who just fled other states for safety purposes and then got here and are looking for so many resources. So continue to do that work to get the word out that the trans refuge bill was amazing. But the caveat on that was there was no funding in that bill for any of the organizations. So there's a huge resource problem right now with the queer orgs in the twin cities. So we may be super accepting, but we are also really strange for resources. So continuing to advocate Mm -hmm. with the legislature and with our allies to let them know that we need the additional help to be able to get people to safe states because it's 2024 and I really don't see that problem getting better this year. Hopefully I'm proven wrong, but it's, it's been interesting. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love that's a really good. That's a really good take on it. Thank you for sharing that. I am yeah. curious to kind of come back to the book fair and mm-hmm. this being the Gailey show. Uh, what's your what have been your favorite LGBTQ reads in the past few years? Absolutely. I am a huge Heartstopper fan. So mm. the show has been just life giving. Uh, Red, white and royal blue was also a huge one for me. That's so good. I know that some people really didn't like the adaptation, but I'm very good at separating adaptation from book series or from book. It's you have to be good at that. Um, So those are my two that are my go to like comfort reads. 
I liked the movie. I don't know. I I liked it. I like all of it. Like you know, like for so yeah. long. And I guess I'm of an age where <sighs> there was so little. You know, like on um, there was yeah. no like streaming services. You couldn't go on a Netflix and like watch an amazing you know film from Finland or Argentina or literally have like a whole mm-hmm. like row of LGBTQ TV shows and films to watch. And so when people are like. Uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. We get to have it all. <laughs> we get yeah. to have it all. We get the Hallmark weird, cheesy Christmas movies now, and we get yes. the All of Us Strangers. You know what I mean? And we get the Heartstoppers right. and the Young Royals. Like, we get it all. And it's so important, too, from a representation standpoint. So I'm bisexual, and that is something I did not realize until later in life. And I feel like if I had seen representation or even knew what that was earlier, I would have been able to put a word to it, a label to it. And if there had been any type of like sapphic literature that I had come across, or if it was more easily accessible, I think I would have like had an easier time with my identity in my twenties, which we all love that. (laughs) I know. I know. Right. Like when I watch Heartstopper and read the the novels on the one hand, I'm like jealous. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do you get jealous? Sometimes I'm like, Darn you. And on the other hand, I'm like, yes, this is progress. And there's some things that I, I, you know, read or watch and I'm like, oh, we're still dealing with that. But there is this little bit of jealousy that I have where I'm like, I wish I could have had this when I was a kid. Yes, it is. But it's also, it feels so good. So I have a friend whose daughter had come out to me and was like, well, I like girls. And I was like, girl, me too. That's amazing. Like normalizing it, not making it this like serious sit down conversation of just like, heck yeah, high five. There's more than just you. Right. It's important. Yeah. So important. So important. And I know that there are still folks that who reach out to us either for, you know, the Gailey show or this queer book, Say My Life, our other show from outstate Minnesota and sort of, I don't, I want to like more rural areas, non-urban areas that are still kind of feeling this and that representation, particularly on like streaming services and eBooks can be so life-giving because they can also, you know, do it on the down low, you know, if you will, and kind of like have that protection, but still be able to see themselves, which is so important. Yes. Even continuing to have these events where we're showing that we can have queer events that aren't protested, that we're able to advertise freely and people can come and find community and safety. I was talking to one person who moved here, I believe from Missouri. And I was like, Oh, I work for twin cities pride. We do all these events. And they're like, I don't feel comfortable going to pride events, unfortunately, because from the state I'm coming from, it was just such a safety thing. And I've been in situations. And so like, maybe I'll work my way up to a pride event someday. And that just, Oh, it crushed me to know that like, even now being in Minnesota, still not feeling safe enough to come to a pride event. So continuing to put these out here more often to show people that there is safety and comfort mm-hmm. in community and we're here when you're ready. Well, I love that. So it is the Queer Rights Book Fair, Sunday, yes. February 25th from 12 to 5 p.m. For more mm-hmm. information, head to Twin Cities Pride's Facebook page. Are there any reservations? Like, do people need to like RSVP on Facebook? You just be there. Show up whenever you want. Come bring a book, bring friends, grab some food, make new friends. Yeah. And there's also more details on Urban Growlers uh, website and the Gailey show. We will be there right as well. So you can stop by, say hello to us and we'll have some book recs and some other like AM 950 swag to hand out as well. So Kelsey, I hope this is just the first time that we're going to be talking. Anytime you've got events coming up, book or otherwise, you are a friend of the show and we can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
For more information, head to urbangrowlerbrewing.com. Also, you can visit Twin Cities Pride's Facebook page. So I thought I'd share my thoughts, a mini review, if you will, of the first few episodes of Feud, Capote versus the Swans. I think that Tom Hollander is doing a decent job portraying Truman Capote. Truman was such a larger-than-life character with a distinctive voice that it would be really easy to kind of slip into caricature. But I think, on the whole, Tom avoids that. Would I have preferred to see the artistic vision of a queer actor portraying one of the biggest out-queer authors of the 20th century? Yes. Uh, Truman was out at a time when not a lot of folks were, and he was celebrated, so I can't help but wonder what artistic choices and what sensibilities a queer actor might have brought to the role. But that being said, in the first few episodes that I've watched, I feel like Tom Hollander has largely avoided the cultural biases and stereotypes that other straight actors might have brought to the role. I think the hardest part of Feud is that there are too many characters. It's Truman against this coterie of high society women whom he betrays by fictionalizing their lives into a series of short stories he's writing and ultimately a novel he is working on. All of the swans are impeccable and compelling and Naomi Watts, Demi Moore, Diane Lane and Chloe Sevigny are doing fascinating work with each of their characters. But with so many swans, it has been hard to get to know any of the relationships deep enough to understand the stakes of the feud. You'll get a better sense of Truman's fight with Naomi Watts's character because time is invested in that relationship. Anyhow, it is fun to watch because I don't know the whole backstory about Truman's unpublished book, Answered Prayers, that kicked off this whole feud. And it is catty and there's just the right amount of camp, so I will be sticking around to watch it all. It's on FX uh, on Wednesday nights and then streams on Hulu on Thursdays. Okay, there is a new book that I think that you should check out. It's called Bugsy and Other Stories by Raphael Frumkin, and it just released on February 13th. This one looks like it's going to be a wild ride through a collection of stories that explore queerness and neurodivergence and sexuality and self-discovery. It's five genre-defying tales that I think you could say you're going to find either hilarious or <laughs> unhinged. In the title story, a queer young adult navigating bipolar disorder drops out of college, drifting between a fast food job and dodging his mom's texts, joining a group of sex workers and BDSM films leads to some pretty radical freedom, love, and community. Other stories introduce us to a psychiatrist whose carefully ordered life is disrupted by an Alex Trebek-like voice and an e-girl celebrity, rather, courted by a delusional fan. It's out now, available in bookstores and at our bookshop, bookshop.org slash shop slash thisqueerbook. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.